Boker Tov. We were joined today by special guest, Sir David Levion. Hello. Um, Book of Shofetim, chapter 16. We are on the 16th verse. In this chapter, we are seeing the downfall of Shimshon. It starts off when he visits a harlot in Azza for no real reason. Because previous times, when he was visiting women, it was for the pretext, for the reason <coughs> of finding a pretext to, <coughs> to damage to the Pilishtim, the enemy of the Jewish people. But this time, there's no real reason. He's not finding a pretext. He just wants to be with her. He goes to that Azite woman and they, the Pilishtim try to catch him. They aren't successful. He's able to get out of the city. But then he falls in love with a woman from... Where was Delilah from? Nachal Sorek. And he falls in love with her, which is a problem, because she is clearly, quickly found out to be not the most um, honest of women. And the other Pilishtim, they say to her, <coughs> Sir, find us the source of his strength so that... Um, so that we can we can capture him, and she's and she says, and they offer her money, and she takes it, and she starts trying to find out the source of his strength, which tells you something about foreign women. In general, the Torah does not have a fond view of foreign women. It's like women that foreign, non-Jewish, non-Jewish. Yeah, women who, because the whole, Hashem, <coughs> please help me. Um, the whole process of falling for a foreign woman. It's, it's the antithesis of what the Torah wants of you. Why do we wear tzitzit? You should not go after your eyes. Right? But then what happens when you go for a foreign woman? You're clearly starting off with your eyes. You're not going with your head, because if it was your head, you'd go for values, not for, not for non-values. Yeah. So you're going after your eyes. And once you go after your eyes, <coughs> you start interacting with goyim, and you, you learn from their behaviors, and you pick up on their... Morals and then it's it's just a, a slippery slope. So, anyway, Shimshon falls for Delilah. As usual, she is not the, to be trusted. She starts trying to badger him to get the uh, source of his strength, and he he starts giving her an answer. He he gives her an answer three times, and the answers are wrong. But he is engaging with her, which he said is a weird thing. Why is he even even going going along with this? And another thing is that each time he's getting closer to the answer. So, for example, <coughs> how many ropes does, she, does he say the time with? Seven, right? How many locks of hair does he have? Seven. So we see he starts with the number seven even when it's ropes, and then he gets to the hair, he tells her to tie his hair to the loom, which is not the answer because. But because they have to shave the hair in order to take away his strength. But the lesson, I mean, what we see is that he's getting closer to the source of his strength, which is his hair. She's breaking him down. And then she goes and, and as, as she breaks him down, she finally gets him to go crazy. Chachamim says she withheld sexual relations from him. And then he gives in and she realizes in Pasuk 16, She made him... He, he wanted to kill himself She frustrated him And pressed him And pressed him 
And he said he wanted to So he told her everything that was in his heart. Pasuk 17. And he says to her, A razor has never been on my head. For I am a Nazirite from the womb of my mother. If I am shaved, my power will leave from me. And I'll become <coughs> weakened like a regular man. I'll become weakened like a regular person. sees that he opened up to her his whole heart. She calls the people, the leaders of the Pilshim, and she, and she says to them, Come, for he has opened up to me fully. They approached her, the leaders of the Pilshim, and they brought the money in, her, in their hand. And she puts him to sleep on her knees, and uh, she calls to a man, and he shaves the seven locks of his hair. And he begins, and I, I don't know how to translate. Um, you want to translate that? Begin to afflict him, no? I know, I know, I know what it means. I, I, I want to see how the tenses and the verb is used. Batachel is a third-person feminine. I know, but Vatachel, she began to make him suffer, I guess. She began to afflict him. Uh-huh. It's all a question of the word Vatachel. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult word to translate. Um, because of the, the grammar of it. The grammar of it. The, grammar of it. the tense. It means, begin to afflict pain, but what does it mean grammatically? Like, is it, is it, and she began, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, and he began to feel, become afflicted and his strength departed him. Pasukaf, 20. And she said, Pilishtim, I've come upon you. He wakes up from his sleep. He said, let me go like previous times and I'll get up. But he did not know that God had left him. The Pilishim grabbed him and they gouged out his eyes. And they brought him down to Aza and they, they uh, uh, locked him up with, um, how, do you say, how do you translate Nehush time? Um, uh, copper fetters. Fetters, fetters, that's the word. What's a fetter? A fetter, like, you know those things that they wrap you on your legs and your arms? Like the, the, um, it's like a chain attached like a handcuff? Yes. Uh, you know, or like in the movies, like they put a ball on it so it becomes very heavy. Yeah. You know? Okay. And they made him grind grain in the jail. Why is that important? Why is Meaning to show how low he's fallen. Oh. They, uh, grinding grain is often done by animals. So they're using a prisoner to just stomp on grain all day. He's also blind, so he can't do anything of use. All he could do is you put grain under him and you'll step on it. That's what he's doing. But... Immediately, once he was shaven, the, head, the hair of his head began to grow again. So that's foreshadowing of something maybe potentially positive that may come of this. Pasuk 23. The leaders of the Pelishim gathered to do an offering, to a great offering to Dagon, their God, 
and to make merry. And they said, Dagon, our God, has given Shimshon, our enemy, in our hands. So they're very excited about Dagon. Pasuk 24. And they, the people saw him, and they praised their God, Dagon. For they said, God has given in our hands our enemies. And they said, God has given our hands our enemy, and the one who has destroyed our lands, and the one who made many our corpses. Meaning, the one who caused us a lot of damage, God has, our God, meaning Dagon, has given, us into our hand, given him into our hands. Pasuk 25, And when their heart was merry, meaning when they were drunk, Call Shimshon and let him uh, play for us, entertain us. Just imagine they probably made him dance or something. A blind man who's like looks completely messed up. They make him dance with his fetters on. So they called him out of the jail from where he was grinding grain. And they called him out of the jail. They brought him to the party. And he danced before them or he played before them. And they stood him between two pillars. Now there was a there was a little boy or a little servant helping who was helping him walk around. So Bayomer Shimshon Biado. So Shimshon says to the youngster who was holding his hand, et Let me go, so let me rest on these pillars. that the house, that this temple is perched upon. And let me let me get some let me rest a little on them. Pasuk 27, The house was filled with people, men and women, and all of the leaders of Pilishtim were there. And on the roof of the building, there were like 3,000 men and women who were watching the play of Shimshon. Pasuk 28, So Shimshon calls out his last prayer to God, and he says, Adonai Elohim, God, my master, remember me and give me strength this last time. I promise you. Oh, I don't know how to. The Ha'elohim Elohim is. Uh, translate that pasuk for me for a sec. Samson called out to Hashem and said, My Lord Hashem Elohim. Remember me and strengthen me just this one time, O God, and I will exact oh God. vengeance. Okay, yeah, the, the, the word Ha Elohim is annoying. So he says, he says, O God, please remember me this one time. Then I will get one act of vengeance that will avenge my two eyes on the Pilishim. Meaning they gouged, gouged out both of my eyes. I'll do an act of vengeance. Translated differently. It says, for one of my two eyes. Oh, 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 oh. I think they're right, yeah. I will avenge one of my two eyes from the Pilishtim. Yes, they say at the bottom, in the plain sense, Shimshon was saying that even the death of the thousands of mocking spectators would alone would atone for only half of the cruelty inflicted upon him. She cites the Chachamim that say Shimshon wanted the merit of one of his eyes to suffice for the vengeance against Pilishtim. The merit of the other eye should be reserved for his reward in Lama Abba. That's nice. Okay, one eye for the Pilishtim, one eye for Lama Abba. 
That's why he was he emphasized only for one eye because he wanted to have some zakhud right. to get into the love of God. So Shimshon took the two foundational beams and he wrapped his hands around them. And he, he pressed against them, meaning he leaned on them with his right hand and with his left hand. And he said, let my soul die with these pilishtim. And he pushed with strength. And the house fell upon these uh, princes. And on all the people that were there. And the dead that he killed in his final act in his death. Were more than the people he killed in his life. His brethren and the whole his father's house went and they took him. They took him and they buried him between Sora and Eshtaol. In the in the grave of Manoah his father, Israel, and he had judged Israel for twenty years. Two uh, yeah. They translate here not his brethren, say his brother, his brothers, and all of his father's household. Wasn't, yeah, but he had no brothers. He was the only child. could mean relatives, cousins. Uh-huh. And it could be is, they had kids after him also. When it rains, it pours sometimes. The other but, thing but is... But Echav, Pshat that it's his relatives. They, this is the second time they said that he thinked for 20 years. That he just it's the second years. time. So the Radak actually talks about it. It said once at the end of last chapter that he yeah. judged That's for 20 years. Downfall That's started. when his downfall began. And then this seems to be like a wrap-up of the story. Yeah. So it says it one more time. There's another opinion, actually, that says the fact that it says it twice means that for the 20 years that he was ruling, and then 20 years after his death, the Pilishtim kept away. Mike, I think it's in the bottom yeah, there. Yeah, it seems, seems similar. Also, the, another side point is that why did they have to take out his eyes of all the body parts? We're going to talk about that all tomorrow. You're going to mention I mean, say, it, say it right now. Well, the Gemara Sotel that says because his eyes were the beginning of his downfall. That's what it, yeah. We're going to discuss. Because he went after his eyes and he seeked out foreign women... Yeah. That's Beautiful. why the midah can get midah. And you see the, the, <laughs> how it's on his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the goal is, by the way, to finish to do siyum on shofetim on Wednesday because Alon is leaving, and I don't want to do siyum without him. Okay. Very so good. we're gonna do um, we're gonna do class tomorrow, Friday, maybe Monday. even Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Tuesday night, and see if yeah. we could finish. Okay. I know it's a lot, but Amen, amen.